Hello and welcome to another light reading podcast. Uh, this is live from the OFC press room in uh, San Diego, California. As you can see behind me, oh no, it's not sunny at all. We're in the press room. Uh, anyway, uh, my name is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. And uh, Ian Redpath, I'm the research director for transport and components at Omdia. Okay, and Omdia is uh, owned by Informa, uh, which is uh, the parent company of both Light Reading and Omdia. So I wanna disclose that straight away. We're we're colleagues, we're on the same uh, email system and all that stuff, so make of that what you will. But uh, Ian, you've been, um, uh, you've, you've just gotten back from Mobile World Congress in yes. Barcelona. Um, you're here at OFC at the very beginning of the show. Um, and, and you're you know, in charge of uh, optical networks research. Um, so th this is kind of a, a uh, kind of a great time to ask you uh, what's going on in, in the world of optical networking. <laughs> uh, yeah. what, no, what, what, seriously, what, uh, you know, uh, the, one of the first things I've noticed is in, uh, uh, in the optical space is all of the vendors have been pouring in with uh, announcements about their, uh, uh, well, new record set in distance transmission and also new products available in coherent uh, pluggables. Um, so what, what's, let's start with the coherent side. What's, what's going on with coherent uh, optics? Right yeah, now? no, absolutely. We've been uh, thinking about this as a, as a bumper year for announcements and you know, that has uh, kind of to do with uh, you know, where we've been at as an industry for the last three years and everybody's really you know, loaded up on, on this year. And it's, it really uh, started uh, prior to MWC. These conferences are back to back this year and so a number of the vendors uh, did announcements, uh, pre-briefings for us uh, prior to, uh, o, to uh, prior to MWC and, and then rolling into OFC. So there, there's really kind of a whole slew of them, uh -huh. um, which I can run through. Yeah, it, it would be just name check a few of the vendors and sort of what's, ha what's, yeah. what's going on there. So yeah. for sure, so I'll, I'll, I'll go through uh, the list that I have and you know, there's, there's a common theme, but then there's also some uh, differences with a number of them. So. Uh, Fujitsu uh, did announce a, a one-point T solution on a five nanometer uh, coherent DSP. Couple the angles with the Fujitsu solution. They brought in uh, liquid cooling, uh, and okay. you know, Fujitsu has that big s compute side. So, right. and then uh, that'll go at 140 gigabaud, and then they also paired that with uh, a combo uh, integrated uh, C plus L solution. What's what's this sort of application for for something like that? Ultra it, yeah. and and Ultra is actually in their in the brand name, so that's going to be targeted at the at the long haul market. Right. And then kind of you know stepping uh, right through uh, through all of these. So Infinera also announced uh, a one point two five nanometer, and and that's their Ice Seven, and yep. and that can do one hundred forty gigabaud plus. And the the kind of uh, the slight um, um, additional is is they're also going to make a more concerted effort to go into the component space. So they're going to make their mm. Indian phosphide trosa available. So that will you know they're they're hoping that'll drive more volume on their Indian phosphide fab, and that will s let them sell into uh, some mm. different channels as well. Okay. Uh, and then Nokia, so Nokia, right. uh, also a 1.25 nanometer DSP, 140 gigabaud, and that's their PSE 
6S super coherent and the little bit of difference there is a way they've packaged it. So they're going to put uh, two of those together for a, a two point, uh, sorry, a 2.4 terabit solution. And they did a major corporate rebranding at MWC. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 uh, the logo with the uh, missing parts of the letters kind of. Uh, yeah. Mentally you have to kind of fill in where the N and the K began and end. Yeah, I've got I've got a few theories about that, but um, we'll we'll have to cover that in another podcast. Yeah, yeah, that'll be our branding <laughs> podcast later. Uh, and then Cisco Acacia uh, uh -huh. sampling uh, Sim Eight with uh, customers right now. They actually announced their DSP uh, a, mm -hmm. a full a full year ago, but uh, right. getting to uh, the the sampling phase one point two T on five nanometer. And then rounding out this set is uh, Sienna's announcement. So this one is a little bit different in that they're going to target this on a three uh, nanometer uh, uh, CMOS. Uh, so their DSP will come on a three nanometer. Hmm. So 200 gigabaud WaveLogic 7 for both their extreme and their nano platforms, 1.6T. So, you know, this is going to come you know, a little bit later uh, point in time, but they're they're announcing that now. Wow. So yeah, and, and all of these. Uh, I mean, is there is there any theme knitting all of this together except the fact that everything's in? Uh, you know, we're going we're into the uh, uh, terabit <laughs> uh, terabits per second uh, sort of range. The the knitting together is is the common currency, and the common currency is going to be you know 400 gig or or 800 gig. So 400 gig, you'll be able to do super duper reaches and mm -hmm. this will take 800 gig into you know very very uh you know long reaches thousands of kilometers so mm -hmm. you're you're really you know commercializing both of those right for either you know the traditional uh, communication service providers or or the cloud providers as well yeah it's interesting too to see the differentiations between the vendors you know some of them uh, are in enhancing packaging some of them are focusing on cooling for longer distances um, some of them are simply maybe maybe taking a run at, at just driving down the cost you know in terms of uh, figuring out ways to you know to, uh, to, to 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 get to the right volume and that sort of thing um, uh, that that's always interesting to me that they're they're all kind of com coming at this from from slightly different angles and different legacies. Um, there really wasn't a question in there. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not uh, not not a great interview, huh? <laughs> um, no, you're just but, uh, free burden. But, but I do okay. <laughs> I do have uh, I do have a a, a a question in this in that um, uh, you know how much or how how influential um, you know I mean this was kind of the theme of Mobile World Congress was the the influence and the sort of the the shadow of the hyperscalers and the cloud providers uh, sort of, um, you know, uh, showing up at the show, dominating the conversation. Um, that's also happening, you know, it, it happened in data center optics, which kind of made their way into service provider networks. Um, is that is that happening here as well? Oh yeah, mm. no, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, they're, we look at them you know, in terms of setting the pace of, of innovation and, you know, pushing the industry into uh, new realms for sure. Um, you know, just to kind of dovetail off of that and, and, and build on that a little bit. Um, so one of the themes that's here at this show, and we didn't hear it at MWC, but we're hearing it here quite a bit, uh -huh. is about AI and the fact that, you know, today's data centers were not really designed for AI. 
Right. Um, so they're they're pushing the industry to think about you know new generation of, of data centers. It's really designed for AI, and this is quite a complicated topic. I don't know if we can you know cover this all in the remaining few minutes of this podcast, but just to kind of hit hit all, all the high points as fast as I can. Uh, part of it is power. Power is obviously yeah. huge. Sure. And then part of it is to do with you know the machine learning uh, workload. So you've got both inference and training. And um, oddly enough, the traffic flows for training are rather predictable. So you're basically creating a, a massive mesh of GPUs right. and you want to connect all these together. Yeah. And because they're predictable and large, you can go with uh, you can go with slower switching. Right. And optical is inherently slower switching than electrical, but the flip side is that it's going to take less power and it, it's going to cost less. So this is kind of the front end of catalyzing a major inside the data center redesign think and hmm. evolving your spine switching from electronics to optical. And, and yeah. Google's here been leading leading the charge on this. Yeah, and there's been quite a few uh, announcements already about different types of interfaces to the uh, uh, to servers and switches you know that, that incorporate optics in various ways and pa in various packaging and, uh, and, and that sort of thing so obviously the the industry's taken note of <laughs> of that change but yeah you're right it is going to change the way the data center is sort of designed and 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 perhaps how it's built um, what are some other sort of changes that that happen um, thanks to the advent of AI and thanks to the kind of hyperscalers you know, consumption of it, you know, and use of it. It, it, will, it will catalyze more optics and optical chiplets. So, mm. and it, you know, Intel's been into this for uh, a number of years already, but, you know, packaging your, your optical chiplets with other XPU devices. And so it, that's been kind of a, you know, when people are thinking out, you know, uh, a little bit of a, limitation that they're forecasting is the IO on and off your uh, your your uh, your chip your your XPUs and so you know the answer is to to go optical for mm. higher bandwidth and, and lower power interesting um, what uh, uh, any other big tr uh, trends or changes you're uh, uh, you're sort of uh, looking at or anticipating at this particular show I, I mean that's kind of the biggest one that we've caught so far, there's a lot more, you know, the traditional, you know, advances that, that we expect to see. So, you know, I did mention that, um, you know, C plus L integrated. So we'll hear about that from the components community as well that supplies into that space. And then there's kind of the whole list of, you know, the, the ZR plus and the higher power version of that. And right. open Rotom operating at 400 gig, we've got things like, point to multipoint XR optics that's been talked about. We'll have more on 800 gig, 800 gig ZR and LR. And then there's another direction, you know, you, you've probably picked up on this whole idea of smaller form factor um, pluggables. So 100 gig pluggables for more access ag aggregation yeah. application. So lower power, five watt, fit into a QSFP 28 form factor, iTemp. So this really opens a door for putting these optics into and I've been using this term lately, multi-host. So multi-host right. means not just a router, but you know, yeah. could be pawn, could be a NIC card for a server. So 
it, it, it broadens the addressable space for, uh, for optics. Optics can just get into, you know, more places. Uh, uh, you know, this, this could go into, um, you know, the, uh, the cell sites or, or somewhere in the, you know, the radio continuum for, for an uplink. Uh, yeah. And, and, and just and generally kind of as we're building out the, the network's edge for various applications, you know, this, this presents an interesting option for, uh, for, for, for some specific use cases there, I think. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I've been thinking about that one as an interesting uh, development because again, that's kind of one that, you know, pluggables themselves, you know, first sort of started in routers and, you know, like in the 400 gig, you know, thing and then, and now they're um, now they're going down <laughs> down to 100 uh, for for certain applications, but it, but in a lot of cases it makes more sense for you know I guess pricing uh, and and the packaging you know the the, the, the actual uh, application for it. So uh, so yeah, we're seeing 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 a bit of that. Um, uh, let's see what what. Uh, uh, Anything else you're uh, uh, working on, or is, uh, uh, or or thinking about as as you as you sort of digest both well, we, <laughs> all we, the information from both shows? Kind of the, one of the things that we've kind of talked around, but kind of didn't hit head on was, um, you know, when you're putting the optics into this multi-host, how do you manage this? So this yeah. is this is another theme that's at this show, and this is one of these things that has been around for a while, and there's been a lot of work on it, but you know. There's there's more work to be done, um, and it, what, what's really good to see, uh, you know, we've seen at, at the show so far, is that folks are getting into the you know the real nitty gritty on how to solve this. Where is the best, you know, fit for this type of thing, and you know what what is the best approach for this um, combined uh, pack management of the uh, both. Both packet and optic working together, so that's yeah. that's progressing as well. Excellent. All right. Well, Ian Redpath uh, from Omdia, thank you so much for uh, for your time, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. It's going to be a busy one. <laughs> yep. No, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. Thanks. Thanks.